sounds great. Interesting stuff, everybody. Sorry, this is John Growth, and we have an interesting topic. We're going to talk about cows. Right, Mitch? Cows. Yes. Lots of cows. So let's see if Growth gets it on this one. Cows and what's the liability of, do you want to call them farm animals? Even Noel had a good point. If it's like a hobby farm, does that still apply? I would say it's a farm. A farm is a farm. If you're housing animals that are goats or cows or pigs, (laughs) still you have a responsibility to keep those animals safe and really away from others so they don't cause injury to somebody else. So anyway, sorry. So let's digress. We have one of our panels of legal dominance here. So I have Noel, Rose, and Mitch that we can talk about some topics. And you all laughed at legal dominance. I think because you work here, I think you are on the legal dominance team. I think that's- Oh, you're that's right. A compliment. Th- thank you're you not for, wrong. Thank you. Good. Good. It was supposed to be a compliment. It didn't really work, but I tried. All right. So the reason we're talking about this is there's a case that we have in, well, multiple cases, because there was the one case that you remember with that, the one horse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, horrific pictures, just horrific pictures, just disgusting situation that somebody could let a horse out. And in the middle of the night when you're, you just think you're driving home and here's a black horse literally right in the road and horse went through the windshield and killed this young kid. Yeah. Just horrific situation. And they, they knew better, right? They should not have had this horse just wandering. It just, it, it seems like it's so basic and it costs somebody's, somebody's life, you know, somebody's uh, brother, somebody's son. It's terrible. But we have another situation with cows. So cows were roaming free on the highway. Do you know some of the facts of this, Mitch? Yeah. And I don't want to go into too much detail. Nope. But nope. Yep. Yes. Well, I think it's pretty, it's something that, you know, we're in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and I think our well, I don't know. It's not our state animal. Is a cow our state animal? The dairy, the dairy cow, badger. I the think. badger, badger. Yeah. Or, but the cow is something. Our state, state something. I think there's just a lot of them. There's just lots of them. Yeah, we just have good cheese. Good cheese. Well, so anyway, cows are significant. They're an important part of Wisconsin. I thought the mosquito was our state animal, but that's just me. <laughs> it's not very funny. <laughs> All right, so. Cows. So it, this is not un, unusual. We've had potential clients, people who have called us because there have been animals that have been on the road. And there are situations that I know other attorneys that I've talked to over the years, over the 20 plus years I've been around here doing law stuff, they have talked about animals that have been on the highway. And you're dealing with a situation where it, it's a cow on the highway. Yeah. A lot of cows on the highway. It was a herd of cows that were on the highway you know, 40 or more cows. Holy so, cow. Uh, oh, I just yeah. said, holy cow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Holy smokes. I'll, I'll try not to be too punny. Holy yeah. smokes. But yeah. And client hit, hit one of the cows or the cows, one of the cows hit our client and caused injury. Not too complicated of a fact pattern, but. Well, but then who, who are you going after? Cause the cow, you know, and I'm just playing devil's advocate in this. The cow certainly is not an automobile. So there's no auto insurance there. Mm-hmm. Who, whose insurance is paying for this? The owner of the cow. So yeah, the, so the owner of the cattle that, that got loose. So the the farm's like commercial policy. Right. Yep. Okay. So what if 
the farm did not have insurance for their cows, then who would pay for the damages to the injured party? Well, then you'd look at a potential uninsured motorist claim through our client if they carry uninsured motorist coverage. And if you have insurance in Wisconsin, do you have to have uninsured motorist? Yes. Yes. And what's you can be quote unquote fully covered in Wisconsin and what amount of insurance would you have? 25. 25, which is sad that it's only $25,000. But so a cow, you could run into a cow. The cow has no insurance because the farm is irresponsible and you could have horrific injuries. And if you only had $25,000 in uninsured motorist coverage, you'd only be able to recover 25 grand. And I think we said this before, what's the average flight for life cost in, in Wisconsin? And I think it's going to be more than average if you're in more of a rural area because you have to fly farther. So let's let's guess, no, Noel, what's the average flight for life cost? 8000 Rose? 2000 20 Mitch is closest. Without, well, maybe you went over, I said average. But, but no, I said rural, so I think you're more accurate. So yes, it's around probably closer to $20,000 for a helicopter to come in flight for life and take you out. So right there, the whole policy is gone. Right. That's why it's important when you're talking to, you know, consulting with clients about insurance to really make sure that they have enough insurance. So if the worst case scenario happens and an uninsured cow is in the roadway and you run into them, you're going to get your damages paid for. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, it was a herd of cows. How come our client didn't see the cows? If there's a whole herd. Well, it's not that they didn't see the cows. It's that they couldn't evade the cows. They tried to, and they weren't unable to. Because there's so, that many cows. Yeah. And yep. probably going over a hill and like, holy smokes, here's all these cows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So that's a situation that happened on, I'm assuming it was a rural part of Wisconsin? Yes. Okay. Yep. Let's talk about other situations. So there's animals at large. Now- here, let's go way back because before we started to press the record button, you had a question for me to ask Mitch. And what was that question? Well, you asked us this question earlier and it took us a bit, but we got it. So Mitch, the statute 172.01 reads, no stallion over one year old, nor bull over six month old, nor boar, nor ram, nor billy goat over four months old shall run at large. And John asked us what all those animals have in common and why the statute specifically lists those animals. Um, are they all males? Dang wow. it. <laughs> oh, look at that. Wow. Good job, Mitch. Good job. Yeah. That As was a male himself, on, I'm sure. He was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I did not give you a hint, right? I mean, that was all your own brain, brain power experience. That's awesome. So what, well, now then the follow-up is why? Why does it matter if it's males or females? More aggressive, I don't know, more dangerous, I, I don't know. Okay. More capable of getting out, eh, I don't know. This one took us a while, too. Yeah. So, who wants to answer the question? Hormones. Hormones. And why Why hormones? When the female's in heat, the male will travel to the female, so they're more likely to traverse across the road. They just try to escape, because, yeah. you know, a, a Billy buck or billy goat, the male goat has a good nose and can smell a female goat from however long away, however far away. Yeah. And what's a female, well, sorry, let me finish that that thought. So the, then the billy buck or billy goat's going to want to get there 
and can maybe jump over a fence. If you're negligent and have a short fence or if you have a hole in the fence, they're going to try to get out, actively try to get out to get to that female. And a female goat is called a... Rose says no. Uh, sorry, Noel says no. Rose says... I don't know. You don't know? Mitch says... A gota. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. A nanny. What? A nanny goat. A female goat is called a nanny goat. Wow, the more you know. The more you know. Okay, so then let's go through to... What's the one that, that, we, that was in that... Was it pigs? Is that what it said? Boar? Boar. Noel's fence question is answered here, too. Well, I want to kind of stump somebody again. I'll go with Mitch. Mitch, what's a female pig called? A male pig is a? A boar. A boar. That was just said in the statute, so you're right. What's a female pig called? Mitch? Then we'll go to Rose. We'll go to Noel. Oh, man, this is great. A great recording. Silence. This is wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful recording. Okay. A female pig. A female pig. Pig. This is the, the Wisconsin State Fair. We should know what these animals are. All right. So. A so. Oh, my goodness. She, so. she Googled it. I saw her Google it. <laughs> no, I and didn't. I just knew it. She just put her phone down. Because <laughs> she, she also said it. so. Okay. Can so, you do the pig call? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> the, the, you looked like you were about to the, try it. I so. thought about so it for a second. Yeah, yeah, it's a. But what's a female pig called? A Sue. Sow. 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 It's a sow. I knew that. Or a, a guilt, allegedly. How do you spell that? Okay, G-I-L-T-S. Okay, what's a, a non-mature, a baby pig called? Piglet. Piglet. There we go. And that we know from? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. There we go. All right. <laughs> oh. Okay, we're making some headway now. All right, so the gate question, or what were you saying, Rose? The, the, the what question? Oh, yeah. Before I asked if the fence, if it was the fence that was faulty and it was set up by the farmer, if they're still liable, but it answers the question and it doesn't matter if they get out, it's strict liability and it's still on the owner and the keeper. Yeah. And that's, again, the important terms that are those two words, strict liability. So when you're dealing with animals, there, there's strict liability applies for like dog bites in Wisconsin. If you're bit by a dog, the owner if you're an owner or a keeper, and that's important to differentiate, to, to differentiate between owner and keeper, because you can be a keeper, but not necessarily owner of an animal, right? But you're still strictly liable for the damages that a dog can cause. And the same goes for certain types of animals, male horses, cows, or sorry, male, what, boar, billy goat, ram. stallion, ram, yeah, and bull, right? Interesting. So those are all... In those cases, the males, male animals are more likely to get out because they're certain times a year, certainly, more likely to try to find a female animal. So that's why the farmer should know this, no matter if they're a professional farmer or just somebody who happened to go buy a goat on the side of the road, you, you know, ignorance of the law is no defense. Then it goes to the next question, what if somebody hits a female cow? a female goat, a nanny goat, can that person, the owner of of the cow, be held responsible if the cow is walking on the side of the road or in the road and it, it, it's just one cow that escaped and you hit that cow? Sure, you just have to prove negligence. And what's the difference between negligence and strict liability? Now I'm looking at, not Mitch, 
So let's see if Noel or Rose, Rose or Noel know the answer to this. Negligence versus strict liability. Well, negligence has to do with duty and care. Yep. And strict liability doesn't care about that at all. I think causation is one of the main ones. Negligence requires a lot of causation, whereas strict liability, it either is or it isn't, despite what caused it. Like the fence part, even if the fence caused the animals out, with strict liability, that doesn't matter. But with negligence, the condition of the fence or the brand of the fence might matter. Yeah, yeah. I I think with, with negligence, right, it's duty, breach, cause, harm. And when you're dealing with strict liability, you are assumed to be responsible. It's strict. You know, it's, you have an obligation to pay because these elements were met. Therefore, you are strictly liable. You are responsible no matter what. Interesting. But I, I think that's a very good point is that you can still have a claim for your injuries if it's a female versus a male animal. I think it's just going to be easier to get compensation if it's a male animal based on the statute in Wisconsin. So interesting stuff. What else, anything else we need to talk about with this one? What else was there that we were going to look up? Were there any other statutes or anything else regarding animals or was the statute? I know the fence statute is Wisconsin statute 90, but just in general, I guess it's important to when, if this ever happens, which hopefully it doesn't to any of our listeners, but you want to get pictures of, of the area, get pictures of if there's any fences around just to document any kind of negligence that, that the person might not have uh, kept the, the fence in good repair. You know, talk to neighbors that might be able to give a pattern of this type of issue and then the sheriff's office as well. Yeah. yeah, And and it's a very good point. Hopefully the police came in and did their due diligence and did their, their investigation to figure out how this actually happened. And then hopefully that'll be then written down in the police report. But we can't always trust that the police are going to be, are going to have the time or be as complete as we would be because they're looking for other things. I mean, we're looking for, we're looking at the animals at large statute. They're looking more at, at that moment, is everybody okay? And how can we make sure that they're getting onto the helicopter to get to the hospital as opposed to why is this horse out or whatever else? Yeah. Or whose cow is this? Or, or whose, whose cow? Who does it belong to? Is it a male or female? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, Rose. I was just going to ask for clarification with strict liability with this statute, driver liability or negligence isn't really taken into account. So like I would just ask if it was the same if the driver was drunk and hit the cow in the wrong lane that they were not supposed to be in in the first place. Wow. Yeah. Would that still be strict liability, the farmer or the owner being liable? Okay. So Ultimately, we have to look at this as if we're going to trial, right? So we always start every single case as if we're going to trial. And at trial, a jury is given a special verdict form. And that form is going to say, you know, you've been impaneled and here are some questions you must answer. One of the questions is, was the defendant negligent? Was their negligence a cause of the crash? And if so, then answer some more questions. The judge can also instruct the jury or the special verdict could say, was the plaintiff, was, was the injured person negligent and was their negligence a cause of the crash? And then they'd have to have comparative negligence to figure out, okay, given that the total is 100%, what amount would be on the farmer and the animal and what amount would be on the person? 
So you can have strict liability and you're responsible, but that can also be compared to somebody else's responsibility. So in that situation, boy, you have somebody who's drunk who's in oncoming traffic and hits a male stallion. I think we're going to trial to try to figure out who's actually going to be responsible for what. Farmers at fault. And their negligence was a cause. But then it goes to the next question and we have to figure out what a jury would say or whether we can come to an agreement as to what responsibility does the person hold for being drunk and being in the wrong lane. So even if it's strict liability, the liability could still be divvied up at trial? Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Great question. Great question. I have a question because I, we were talking about badgers in the Wisconsin badgers. So what's a male badger called? I have it on my screen here. You know, we cannot look at our, Nobody can look at What's their the electronic. What's the first letter? The first letter of a badger, a male badger is B. Badger? No, a male badger is not. Well, it is a badger. <laughs> it's still a badger. But it's also known as a. I could not tell you. Okay, a baby badger is called a cub or a kit. Does that give you a hint? Probably not. A swarm, or not a swarm, a group of badgers is not called a swarm. A, br- a group of badgers is called a set, S-E-T-T. Like a group of a crows is called a murder of crows. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? And a, what is this? What's a group of ravens called? Do you know what this is? I think it's called a like a hassle or something. Am I wrong? I'm not good at animal treatment. Are we still on the badger question? I'm still on the badger, yeah. yeah. A setter? No. No, it's B. Oh. It starts with B. He's trying, He's tripping uh, up with all these hints. A buster. I like that guess, but it's definitely not right. A group of ravens is called an unkindness <laughs> or a conspiracy of ravens, which I think is hilarious because that's awesome. It's just a, a conspiracy of ravens, like a murder of crows. <laughs> they're definitely conspiring when they're together. They, they are conspiring. Okay, badgers. What's a male badger called? This is fascinating recording, second, by the way. Second letter, please. Second letter. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. O, B-O. Borat. Oh my goodness, it's a boar. <laughs> okay, this is going off the rails. A borat? It's not called a borat. <laughs> I know. It's not called a borat. <laughs> what's, a female, what's a female badger called? If a male's a boar. A sow. A sow. A sow. A sow. A sow. sow. It's a, it's a sow. Thank you. It's a sow. Rose is 100% correct. It is not a sow. Sewing is something you do when you need to <laughs> fix your shirt, I guess. Did oh. I not tell you English is not my first language? Oh. I've told um, you that before. I, I, is it not? <laughs> no, it's not for real. Oh, yeah. And what is? Tagalog. Tagalog. I don't speak it anymore, though. Okay. When did you first start speaking English? <sighs> One and a half. Okay. Well, learning curve, though. When did you learning start? Curve. Learning, when curve. Did you, learning curve. When did you first start speaking Tagal? A couple months after I entered the world, I think. When do you when when do babies start talking? When they're one and a half. One and a half, yeah. really? Well, Pretty much. I came to the country. My mom said I didn't know any English. I'm telling you. Is it possible you didn't know any language? <laughs> that could be true too. <laughs> I think that's I think what we're getting at here. My kids' first language was in essence sign language because we signed with them. So we would do this and this and, you know, thank you. And this is milk. This is more. Yeah. And so according to Google, 
kids' first words are somewhere between 12 and 18 months. I was talking. You could have been at 12 months. That, that's right. My mom said I was a talker. So, okay. well, you All could right. just say like how like mom and dad All right. could have been saying that in Tagalog. All right. So. I'm still using it. That's fine. Okay. What's a, what's a male bison called? A bull. Fantastic. Good job. What's I'm a female so bison called? Cow. A cow. Not, not a cow, like a sow, but a cow, like a sow. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> Full circle. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Hopefully we enlightened the world with our talk about cows and stallions and boars. What else are we talk about? Boars. Rams. Rams. Billy goats. Billy goats. Nanny goats. Cubs. Kids. What was the female ram? I think it's a nanny. Same as goat? I think so. That would make sense. Right? Well, now, now you have me interested. Cousins. I learned a lot of new stuff today. I did as well and was slightly humiliated. Uh, no. Well, okay. Because a sheep, it's a buck or a ram. And then a U. Oh, yeah. E oh, I heard that. E W E. And then a baby sheep is called a lamb. A lamb. And um. then a group of sheep are called a. Oh, come on. Shh. Flock or a herd, a flock oh. of sheep, kind of like a flock of seagulls, like the famous band. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're really running out of topics here. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you next time. Thank you.